I'm Nurse Jessica Seitz, along with Nurse Erica. We're Nurses Uncorked, the podcast that takes nursing facts with nursing comedy and makes a little cocktail out of it. Hey guys, welcome back to Nurses Uncorked. Uh, so excited again this week. Uh, we're still going strong on our streak of uninterrupted podcasts. You've got um, Nurse Erica here with myself, Nurse Jessica Seitz, and we have one of our first guests back again this week, Aww. which makes me so happy because back by just, popular demand. Yes, that was one of our first most listened to podcast. Was when we had was it Mass really home. Yeah, people loved that episode. Thank you for having me back. I appreciate it. Yeah, Mass Hole McGuido is who we have back, one of our fellow social media influencers and advocates in nursing. And we are going to get into the signs and symptoms of nursing burnout and talk again about workplace violence because it's not any better, guys. It really hasn't (laughs) improved since we last were here. Um, No. And uh, <laughs> that sounds so you, terrible to laugh at, but I know, but it, you, 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 we you have almost, to laugh. What else are you going to do? You know, it's <sighs> Friday. What else is going to happen? People are pulling out guns and stuff, you know? Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And uh, we're going to start this off with letting our friend uh, Masshole do our drink of the I'm week. So on excited. Nurses and Take I it away, the buddy. Cocktail of the week. So. Uh, for cocktail of the week, I've decided to name this cocktail the Patient Satisfaction Score. I like it. <laughs> That's great. That's Perfect. great. So what it is is basically so. I, so me and William are big into like Hennessy and you know Monster. The, the combination is beautiful, but this is a little different. So we have first we have our Hennessy cognac. Nice. Okay. Nice. Then we're gonna add to that. So let's put that in first. We'll put our Hennessy in. You girls like Hennessy? Um, any hard liquor makes me take my clothes off and do so bad we, things. So, well, um, we like that. So we're doing I, about that much. I don't know. Okay. A couple fingers, a couple fingers. You know what I mean? It's been a rough week. So we're going to do couple, that. A couple fingers. A couple fingers, right? Then we're going to do the Bacardi Spiced Rum. Okay. Now this, mm-hmm. and it, the reason I chose this particular, this is a tie-in to Nina because Nina did Coquito on yeah. your other podcast. And this is one of the key ingredients in the Coquito. So I figured let's stream it, you know, all we're right. going right from the holiday cocktail. So we have, all of us have left, or well, most of us, if you have, you know, Latino, Spanish, Puerto Rican, whatever, you have probably a leftover from your Coquito. So we're going to add that. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna, we're gonna sh- so we're going to do, I don't know, another little, another little finger. That's about a cute little finger. Yeah, right about that. That looks good. Then... Okay. This is the thing. So I have to admit, I was not super aware of this particular tonic. In Boston, we call it tonic. Y'all probably call it soda, pop, whatever. But we call this stuff tonic. This is the uh, cola champagne soda. Cola with a K. K-O-L-A. With a K. It tastes like a champagne tonic. Like, it's really, really great. Mm-hmm. So we just add that. that. To the, we, add this, we add this to this little baby. Whoa. I want you guys to know that aren't watching the video. These measurements are all you just go for it. There is no exact (laughs) measurement. You just Um, you just whatever makes you happy. Just pour the ingredients. You know, Italians don't measure when we cook. It's like a pinch of this. Actually, really quickly, funny story. When we're looking at my grandmother's old recipe cards, everything says eyeball it to your taste. Eyeball. There's no real numbers (laughs) in any of them. So anyway, salute. Chantawan, years of good luck to you, ladies. Felicidades, <laughs> cheers, all that so stuff. That's what, that's what you say in Italian. You say salute and Chantawani, and it's like good luck for one hundred years. So we say "ia puta singada." No, we don't say that. Actually, that's bad. Don't say that, people. You don't even want <laughs> to know. And we're what calling I said. that drink what? The patient satisfaction score. Uh, this is the patient satisfaction score. Very so. nice. Very nice. I love it. So this is the drink we're that you gonna have need after that. you get the results. Yeah. After yeah, you get exactly. the results of the patient. When your manager yeah. pulls yeah. you in the office and says, I need to talk to you about your HCAP you scores. You need to go home and have like three yeah. of these drinks. Yeah. Right. I will I'm not gonna lie. It um uh, it doesn't seem like much, but it's a little It's three What did you say, Jessica? You take your clothes off? It's yeah, a kick. Jessica. It's a good kick. 
Yeah, this no, but it, it's good. But what's what's scary about this cocktail is you don't really taste the liquor, so it's like oh, Lord, that's bad. Those are, you don't taste <laughs> that's it. It's dangerous. So yeah, but yeah, I'm sure you girls could find this, but this is everything. It's absolutely delicious. So that, that is my good. cocktail of the week. I'm so excited I got to do Thank it. I've never you got to do for a cocktail sharing that. Yeah. yeah, love it. I want to do a call to action for anybody that's listening to this podcast. If you know of any, not even just a nurse, any other healthcare worker that has actually taken their lives, somebody that you've worked with, I want you to comment and say, yes, I have. If you are somebody listening to this, again, not just a nurse, any healthcare worker that has experienced nursing burnout, I'm asking a call to action. Will you comment on this podcast and say, yes, I have. Yes, I've been there. Yes, I'm still there. Um, because this is prevalent. This is very important. And this is a call to action because I don't want people to feel like they're alone. I want people to understand that there are tons of other people going through this. And if you um, are able to, and you're, you, you don't fear somebody else reading your comment or something, um, I would really appreciate if you could comment so that other people know that they're not alone. And yeah, I agree. We too, don't need more um, Tristans. We need to keep an no, eye out for each other. You look, yes. look at our coworkers, really look at them. Correct. Are they okay? Try to be that CNA for the one nurse that reached out to me. And cause no one else is going to save us. No one else. Let, and it's, listen, let me say, I know somebody that's taken their life and I've experienced nursing burnout. What about you, Erica? Do you know I, anybody? I that, that... Yeah, yeah. And anyone that's been to any of my um, my talks, that's I tell a very personal story. A very good friend of mine was, she took her own life. We went to nursing school together. We started as new grads together. And she was targeted by our manager, as was I. I left. She stayed. And she took her own life just a couple of years into her career. What about you, Matthew? Uh, Unfortunately, I, I know a handful of people that have left the party. Isn't that than... crazy that just the three of us right here can all answer yeah. yes and yes to both of those questions? Mm -hmm. You know what's you know what's even more sick? Look how we are about it. Yeah, yeah. That's what's it's even so more sick. common. It's so common. It's so it's it's so common to us that it's like. You know, I do want to say too that you know, also you can always anyone who's having these type of feelings can always dial nine eight eight on their yes. phone, and it'll put you directly in touch with you know the national hotline. So thank you for saying that. Yes, that yeah, is very course, important. Absolutely, yeah. oh. Erica, you had you had something you were gonna share tonight, or or oh, something yeah. you said you so, were gonna get into. I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to read something. It's a little bit lengthy, but it's important and needs to be shared. This came to me recently um, from a follower that I'm going to keep anonymous, but it is regarding the Methodist Dallas double homicide in the labor and delivery unit. Um, was it 2022, right? I think it was October 2022. And it was a blog entry. Right. Yeah, a blog entry by an ICU nurse practitioner with a firsthand account of the aftermath of that day of the shootings. Um, and I should, I sh we should say um, trigger warning for this episode. There will be some things discussed that could potentially be triggering. And so she was um, there that day and posted a very kind of prophetic, well, you'll hear it, uh, blog and was very quickly thereafter pressured from above to take down the blog. Uh, fortunately, some people were um, smart enough to keep some screenshots of it. So I want to share this with you. Saturday, October 22nd, 2022. I am okay. When I got to work this morning, my pen wasn't working. I went in search for a new one and had a fun, ridiculous conversation with the unit secretary about the value of the pen, rounded on my patients, ate a banana, ended up in a patient's room later, and over the course of the morning, um, the patient had gotten sicker, requiring more interventions. 
these events resulted in numerous people being gathered around, people that I know that I work with, laughing, joking, talking about work, going about our business. Working in critical care, we are more attuned to the loudspeaker as there are often announcements of various types of codes that require the response of various critical care teams to other areas of the hospital. This announcement, though, was one that we had never heard before and one in which we weren't sure was even real. Codes, code active shooter. We have talked so much in meetings the past few months about raising our awareness to threats about various policies to implement, but as of yet, we had, we had done nothing of significance. Code active shooter. Working in a level one trauma center, it's not uncommon for us to have assault victims, gunshot victims, and other patients who arrive after experiencing some precarious event. We often have police in our ICU. I arrived that morning, in fact, to one such police officer sitting camped outside my desk asking for coffee. Code active shooter labor and delivery. Pagers and phone calls erupted in the unit. There was no, this was no joke. There was, in fact, an active shooter on the premises. We were in a state of lockdown. No one was to come or go. We were to stand down and stand by. As we stood waiting for another page to be echoing in our halls, code MERT, labor and delivery. A code MERT is when someone who is not admitted to the hospital needs emergent medical attention. Knowing there was an active shooter, we deduced that a code MERT <sighs> could only mean that someone had been shot. Later, we would find out this to be true. As we continued to stand down and wait, another page echoed our halls. Rapid response, labor and delivery. A rapid response is when someone who is admitted to the hospital needs emergent medical attention. I often accompany the rapid response team. We looked at each other and geared up to go. We were told to wait until all was clear. And once it was, we went. As I stepped onto the labor and delivery unit, the active shooter, who was no longer active, but was now himself shot, was being rushed to the emergency room. I surveyed the area, and there was blood everywhere. Drops trailing down hallways, with pools residing in various places. Nurses were leaning into walls, sure to fall without the support of them against their shaking bodies. A handful of new mothers stood in the halls with their newborns cradled in their arms. Police flooded the halls. The rapid response patient was taken to the emergency room and treated. I stayed for a time more, desiring to help, but no, but no more help was warranted. I headed back to the ICU when I encountered hospital administration who asked me to come back. We debriefed in labor and delivery. We continued to evaluate the patient census and the healthcare worker's well-being. Statements were made, facts discussed, needs identified. After some time, I walked back to the ICU. I wondered if I wasn't tracking blood all the way back with me as I felt covered in it. Though honestly, I don't think there really was any on me. Once back in the ICU, I called the unit to the front and relayed the information that I knew to them. I tried to say the right things. I wondered, though, if they were the right things. I went down to the ER to see if they needed anything and to show support for our staff. They were now covered in blood from the trauma we had all experienced. Mm. They worked tirelessly despite him. Again, I stood with nothing to offer, nothing to do. After the dust settled, I stood at the front of the ICU. The unit secretary sat there, and we did not discuss the trivial value of pens anymore. She asked if I was okay, if I was really okay. She came over and gave me a deep hug. You've seen a lot of trauma in your young life, she said. I rested in her embrace. She has seen me on, my, on many traumatic days. She has watched me over the years on day shifts and night shifts. She's given me, very, she's given me many deep hugs. Since the events, there has been an overwhelming outpouring of concern, love, support, and comfort. I'm tremendously thankful and encouraged. I am okay, truly. I have, as my friend said, seen a lot of trauma in my young life. But today, what I feel is mostly confused. I feel numb. I feel so very tired. I've come home to my puppies and some chips and queso and will retreat in a few hours to bed for some much-needed sleep and true rest. 
I stopped asking why a long time ago, before COVID. Honestly, the why doesn't really matter anymore. It doesn't change what happened. It doesn't change what is. I thought that that was very, very poignant. What an amazing writer. I mean, she has seen. It's amazing. I mean, and, and what she's gone through, but she captured that. I have to say that last grouping of sentences, particularly. I'm actually having an emotional response to it. That just floored me. Because any nurse, you, me, her, all of us know, when she just said tired, numb, and stopped asking why. If you didn't feel that, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, I had goosebumps down both my legs when she said that. That was a lot. And the fact that that she was pressured to take it down shortly after it was posted. Well, of course she would be because, you know, to what I think we'll be discussing today and what we always try to discuss on our platforms, and I've been discussing in the last few weeks especially, is this transparency issue. Nobody wants the transparency, you know, and um, to segue quickly, in the video I posted yesterday, uh, um, I did a screenshot of if you Google nurse, what comes up? Nurse diverts medication, um, nurse and doctor involved in sex trafficking scandal. That's what the public sees. They don't hear that. Right. They don't hear this. They don't want, they don't want this to be the narrative. They don't want the transparency in this because to be fair at that nursing, yes, there's always going to be trauma. There's always going to be things that are seen that we really wish we hadn't seen. We knew that came with the job, but what it's become now, how are you supposed to go home after that and not go home damaged? Yeah. I don't have the answer. I don't know. The part that got to me was I stopped asking why. Because mm-hmm. you become nobody, no, you feel like nobody's listening. Nobody's listening to the fact that nobody really cares or is doing anything about it. So why keep asking why is this happening? Because you know that your, your words are going to go on deaf ears. Like, that's the part that really got to me is I stopped asking why. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and, you know, and I think... We've all maybe been in that space, particularly I know for myself and I'm, I'm not, I'm not I, mean, I don't want to say ashamed is the word, um, maybe disappointed myself a little bit, but when I decided to say goodbye to the bedside, it was mostly because of, I mean, I hate to say this, but I kind of gave up. There was well, that's, nothing that's more I could do. a sign of burnout. Is, is giving up well, and not caring anymore. No, it's, it's true. And I think that nursing burnout, you know, the signs and symptoms of nursing burnout, I think get overlooked um, by people in our profession consistently. I mean, I, have, I pulled, just, you know, if you'll indulge me for a moment, I pulled a list and it's just, these are things that wouldn't necessarily, so um, exhaustion. Mm-hmm. Right. So every nurse feels exhausted, especially nurses that are doing like their 312s. Every nurse feels exhausted. So that may not be something that you initially notice as a sign of burnout. Um, anxiety. Again, we all feel anxiety. So you may not necessarily. Yeah. Exactly. You may not necessarily notice that. Uh, insomnia. Mm-hmm. I don't know about uh, you ladies, but I know for myself, especially um, after COVID happened. Um, the doctor uh, told me I had what they call alarm fatigue. Mm. And that's when I kept having these recur, you ladies know. And for those of you who don't know, alarm fatigue is when a nurse experiences in a sleep state, you constantly keep waking up and jumping because you're hearing the call bells go off, go off. Now there are no call bells because you're home in the privacy of your own bedroom, but you're so, the PTSD. You're so in tune to that, right? Right. Yeah. And what we all heard during COVID, we heard alarms way more than we ever did. So, you know, I digress with that. Uh, Depersonalization. Mm -hmm. How many people have experienced that? Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, for sure. Uh, Feeling unappreciated. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. 
Now, this one is very interesting, which some people overlook illness. So, you know, a yeah. flu or a cold, someone says, oh, it's just a flu. It's a cold. Sometimes these types of things are brought on from stress and brought in mm-hmm. and it can present as like an illness, a headache, a migraine. Um, or repeated job illnesses if you Correct. are seeming Correct. to get sick a lot. Correct. Correct. Absolutely. Um, decreased job satisfaction, emotional difficulties, reduced personal accomplishment, change in appetite. I mean, I don't know, I won't speak for you, but how many of us here have had weight loss when work was bad or weight gain rather? Right. But again, if you think about it, nobody, I know myself, wasn't really attributing these to burnout. It just, there's such everyday things that you don't really correlate them. Constant anxiety related to work, um, depression, lack of enthusiasm about work, uh, calling in sick excessively, Mm -hmm. feelings of ineffectiveness, lacking motivation, physical disorders, short temper, skipping work, and you feel unwell. Now, those are all signs and symptoms of things we experience in our everyday life. I think what needs to be discussed and really is rarely discussed is noticing nursing burnout as it's happening and not just saying, Oh, it's just a migraine or, Oh, oh, I'm just, you know, I'm just having a bad day. It's noticing the pattern in my opinion. Can can I add a couple to your list? I also looked up a list. You cannot. Um, And I I think that these are important because like you said, not everybody realizes these are actual signs of burnout. Um, arriving late to work regularly, which I mean, for me, that's a baseline. I've had, but (laughs) everything y'all have said so far, I have had every one of those, every single one. If you're someone that's normally very, very prompt, um, and now suddenly you're always late arriving to work, that can be a sign. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm surprised about that with you though, because you are very scheduled. And very oh no! Anyone that has ever worked with me will tell you, I I am the one who is arriving three minutes late with the Starbucks. <laughs> I am not I'm getting shocked. there a minute early. Yes, Jessica will tell you I'm always late. <laughs> I was late today for this. <laughs> I don't know. You're, I don't know, I know what you're talking you're, about. You're, you're so meticulous in life. You're so scheduled and organized in life. I she's am so organized, the, but she's got she's got the the. She's got like the the Latin gene, the the being late gene. It's a gene. weird thing because like time management as a nurse, down packed for 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 yeah. years and years, right? No right. issues there. I can absolutely prioritize time manage, but when it comes to arriving on time, no, <laughs> I will forever be ten minutes late for life in general. I've just accepted it. <laughs> See, I but, I was always like thirty minutes early. Oh yeah, no, no, never. Is that an Italian thing? Is that a a Boston thing? No, honestly, to tie not to not to interrupt Erica because I know she's reading the list, but I think it ties into nursing burnout. It was the anxiety I was feeling about what needed to be done Mm. that I was showing up so early. That makes sense. Who shows up thirty minutes early? Nursing students. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. With their monogram lunch bag and their monogram Uh rock. It says RN on everything. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) What else Um, did you find, Erica? Compassion fatigue. I don't think we talk about that a lot. So, you know, nurses are naturally very empathetic and compassionate, right? But if you are at a point where you're like only speaking negatively about your patients, um, Mm -hmm. if you no longer have a visceral reaction to an overtly heartbreaking situation or diagnosis Mm -hmm. these can be signs of burnout um emotional exhaustion so maybe you're not physically exhausted but it's your day off and maybe you've already been off for a couple of days um but you just are so exhausted that you can't get off the couch because it's you just don't have it in you yeah You, you slept well you just don't have it in you to get up and do anything. If I may, to that point, what I always say is, for me, again, my personal opinion, the healthcare system for me is like a vampire. 
and it drains the life force out of you. Yeah. And it just, that's, that's really how I felt at that time. I mean, I still do feel that way. Luckily in the realm that I'm in now, not as much, but eh, sometimes, but it's a vampire and it sucks the life force. A good analogy. That reminds me of that Olivia Rodrigo song. Now I'm now anytime I, I hear that. <laughs> now we're gonna apply it to nursing. Maybe that can be the new the new intro for nurses on course. Hey, I kinda like it. I, I may make a TikTok using that it's sound. Tr- it's true though. It is like a vampire and it's like, yeah. you know, and um, you know, not to ramble, but it's it's so hot. Me me and Erica have had, you know, so many conversations about this. And I'll say to her, like, you know, in your previous relationships, what did you do? And, you know, I'm talking romantically. And I'm like, you try not to bring it home. You try not to let it infect the household. You tr- And damn as you try, it happens It's almost impossible not to. And, yeah. And it's really upsetting. And it's upsetting, especially to the other person, to the partner, especially if they're not in healthcare. Because there's no way you could ever explain and or would want to what's going on up here there's no way to explain it there's no way people don't get it it, being with a a physician i i think even i know physicians experience burnout but i think that physicians experience things way differently than a nurse does you can't talk to a physician and have them understand what a nurse goes through you can try and and they think they understand but they don't they really don't they don't get it because when usually when they're managing something, the majority of the time they're they're managing the task that they're assigned to. The nurse is managing a million things at one time, um, so it's it's difficult. Even though you think you have somebody that would completely understand, um, unless it's another nurse that works like you do, it's 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 very mm-hmm. very hard to to get somebody to understand it. You know to that and keeping with what we're discussing um i don't know if we all want to share our stories but i know for me um i wasn't initially aware of that what i was experiencing was signs and symptoms of burnout so it's um it's the beginning of covid still working psych um this is before like they were still trying to figure out how to isolate the contaminated patients from the non-contaminated patients in the locked unit. I mean, this is the days of, and it sounds crazy, there's plastic taped up and there's ta- and they're coming up with all these ways because, you know, in, especially in that type of setting, it was very difficult to separate. And, um, you know, doctors aren't coming into the building anymore and everything is telehealth and, you know, there's iPads being carried around the unit and caregivers are getting sick and techs are getting sick and nurses are getting sick. And then it's like the law changes or the rule changes and nurses now can come to work if they're not symptomatic and now we're sick and we're infecting them. The families aren't understanding what's going on and we're acting as the intermediary for the families in a way that we never had before. And, you know, it goes from doing three twelves to doing five twelves with the height for me, it was eight twelves. Yeah. And it was like, this is all happening. This is all happening. This is all happening. And I've said this to Erica before. Once that was over, and then I'll lead into this, that's when I should have left. Because the burnout had already happened. I mean, I was living in it, not understanding, and there's studies on this, that the effects of burnout happened way after. So I carried that around with me in my nursing career for like the next two years until inevitably there was like a crash. Yeah. So to that point, I think a lot of the stories we've seen as of late um, with nurses who have prematurely ended their lives soon may or may not have been in the same situation that I was where I just wasn't recognizing this wasn't this wasn't good. Yeah. You know, you're a nurse yeah. and you got to give of yourself and you know, this is what we do and just give and give and give. And Oh, you know, your coworkers are sick and they can't come in. You got to come in. You got to, and you just go, 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 go. Until my, the, my you, biggest one that I feel like for me and burnout was personality change. 
when my personality oh, changed that, that's a good at one. work. Yeah, that's that's is important when, to point out. Is when my nursing burnt out set in because I was always, no matter how horrible things were at work or stressful, I was always the animated, giggly, comedic life of the right. unit. Like, I mean, I'm not trying to toot my own horn. That's that was my personality. <laughs> like that is. That is, it still is. (laughs) That's what, but I got to a point that I turned into, I describe it as a turtle. I went into my inner shell and I, I didn't have the energy anymore to be the person that I normally was. I went in there and was just like, nobody cares. Nobody cares how I feel. I'm going to just do my job, do what I have to do, get in and get out. And I became a recluse, literally. I was no longer the nurse Jessica people knew anymore. And that's, that's how I knew. I, and, and like Matthew said, I continued to work under those circumstances for another two years before I knew I had to leave bedside. Um, but I wasn't the same. I isolated myself. I even chose a nursing position that put me remotely into an area where I could be alone. I was doing the complete mm. opposite of what my personality was. That that's really uh, valuable. I'm glad that you shared that. I think that's um, it. Kind of goes a little bit along with the like compassion fatigue and cynicism, which is also a sign of burnout. But yeah, that that's but yeah, personality change being uh, goes along almost with depression. Like you become just yeah. I I don't I don't have it in me anymore because nobody cares. Nobody they don't care if I'm upset. You don't feel seen. Yeah. Yeah. No, you. it's that too. And it's also, I noticed myself and it still carries to this day. And, you know, I asked my mother, you know, obviously 40 year nurse, and I ask her all the time if this goes away and we never really get an answer when we have these conversations, <laughs> but I, we, we just don't, we don't get there. But I find myself having, let me choose my words carefully, very little compassion for other people's problems that don't rank mm-hmm. in a priority hierarchy in my own brain. Yeah. So depending on the day you may have had, someone's complaining about, I don't know, you pick any, anything. And I'm just like, yeah. Like, and <laughs> okay. Do you know what I'm dealing okay, with? So, okay. Yeah. That's not right, a big but, deal. But, but to that, but to that point though, but the, and this is what I said, especially when it comes to romantic relationships, you know, this is what the, the public will never understand. It's not just go to school and be a nurse. There's so much that goes into it. It's like it, it gets me so worked up because no one tells you about how you're going to have to now, who you were before nursing school, before stepping on the floor, that person's gone. Mm-hmm. He or she's never coming back. So yeah. that's something they don't tell you. Who I was prior is never coming back. I always use the example of the Wizard of Oz. You know, once Dorothy peeked behind the curtain and saw Oz was a bunch of BS, Dorothy was never the same. The magic yeah. was gone. That's what's happened. I've looked behind yeah. the curtain. I can't analogy. be that girl from Kansas anymore. I can't be, I'm not the girl from Kansas. I know the, I know now. And yeah. so it's very hard to go back to that. And it's, they don't, they don't prep you for how to navigate your new role in your new life, because you're never going to be that naive, innocent. It's never going to, you, you know, yeah. you know what's going on. And to the point of why they delete things like what Erica just read because they mm-hmm. want to keep, they want to keep the wizard behind the curtain. Yep. Oz has to stay behind the curtain. They don't want us the to be able to talk what about what's really going on, which would be therapeutic and help nurses 100%. if we could 100%. without fear of, you know, retaliation. hundred percent. Um, I think I've had a couple of different times where I've been totally burnt out, but, uh, the one that was most notable Um, I ended up in the ER. I was convinced that I was having a heart attack. You know, I had like the numbness on one arm. I had some chest pain. I was so convinced that I was having a heart attack. And like all good nurses would do, I didn't go to my ER, which was right downstairs. (laughs) 
like got in the car yeah. and drove like, to a completely to know different where... hospital yeah, do where that. they didn't know me. Hundred <laughs> percent. Don't 100%. recommend that. That's that's 100%. really not smart. But preferably um, in a different county or <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and they admitted me based on my symptoms, and they did all the tests, and every single thing came back normal. And turns out I was just stressed out beyond yeah. any any reasonable measure, you know, and it had been sustained for so long that that's how it was manifesting. You know, it wasn't like I had a bad week. It was like I'd had a bad two years, you know, and just like (laughs) you guys, I stayed there. I stayed there and you keep dealing with it. You keep um, internalizing it and eventually it comes out. It'll come out one way or another. You know, it's just a question of how and when, but I think it's really important to recognize signs that could be, you know, you know, what I was going to say is, have you ever noticed the nurse though, that, you know, is burnt out, but it has continued doing it for another 20 years. They're just, they're, they're there because burnout happens, but some people won't leave (laughs) and they just don't, they just look like they just don't shit. Like we I all know that you. nurse. We all know that nurse. I'm, yes. No, I'm I'm thinking of one specifically. <laughs> Me and too. What was their name? Smart. What was what was well, yours I, name? I, well, here's what I'm gonna say. I don't want to say the name because I know she happens to be a fan and she does watch <laughs> the podcast. So I'm gonna I'm gonna reference something that only she will understand, and I'm just gonna say messy cupboard, messy okay. cupboard. So okay. she knows who she is, but messy cupboard. You know, she she put so many. <laughs> She brought so many snacks to work, this woman. She was like a supermarket. But messy cupboard. And I remember I'd say we'd say to her all the time, like, you can go. Like, she was like right <laughs> at retirement age. Like, you can go. Like, you know, and it's like, you can go. Like, and they're like hanging in there, aren't they? They are hanging in there. You're waiting no, for permission. Had... You can go. We give you permission. Well, we always, yeah, we give a cheers to that because we would all tell her she could just roll up. And she was right at retirement age. And we'd be like, messy cupboard. Why are you still? <laughs> I think and the I worked thing is she... with her. I think I worked Did you work with her? I have, I have you know worked with a few of those her, messy cupboards. Her name cupboards. is Lynn. My messy cupboard's <laughs> name is Lynn. It's I've funny. My messy, my messy cupboard's name begins with the letter L. Does so it? does mine. It's not. So does mine. Does your, so, yes. An L as well. It yes. does not. Well, and, there's, there's something yeah, to yeah, it does. No, for real. Yeah. <laughs> I'll ask you later what yours name is. But um, literally, they are. But you know what I will tell you is they are the smartest, most oh, yeah. responsive mm-hmm. nurses that there are. But they oh, are yeah. just the most experienced. Like, They've done it. They've seen like, it all. But you could, yeah. yeah. I, oh, and I had another one with an O name that started with an O, and I won't say it. But this one was just everything. While her face was like this, like there she but calling out again. Like you know, I, <laughs> I, I said this. I said this in the video I posted yesterday, and I said like. You know, for me, it's just like, you know, I, I almost, I, I don't want to say aroused by it, but like, it turns me on that nurse who like, you know, back in the seventies was ripping three packs a lot yes! a day and she's done it all and she's seen it all and you ain't going to tell her nothing. And she, no. th- there's just a, there's a whiff of like nicotine and regret to her. And it's just like, wait a minute. The n- Matthew, the one I'm talking about was a heavy smoker. And when they didn't didn't allow smoking anymore, she turned even more pissed off. Listen, (laughs) you know what's funny? As I'm sitting here and I'm having this idea, you know what I'm going to do? I want to get an old school photo. I have one somewhere. It's a photo of my mother uh, smoking at the nurse's station back in the day. And I want to make a shirt like this. It says, make make nursing great again. And and then we'll just start selling those. But, you know. For those those of you that can't see, Matthew's shirt is uh, make America great again. But it's it's not a picture of who you think. It's um, Brittany, Paris, and Lindsay. I love it. The Holy (laughs) Trinity. The Holy Trinity. Trinity. Circa 1990. What? 2007. 2000. Oh, okay. I miss, I miss okay. Britney Spears. <laughs> Anywho, that's a whole nother podcast. But, um, so I guess where, where I wanted to go with this, maybe we all want to, you know, discuss is So with the nursing burnout and looking at the stories as of late, um, if you'll indulge me, and I guess this is where 
the trigger warning will come in. Mm-hmm. I, I I was doing a little, you know, a, a little digging, and I was curious to see how many um, sisters and scrubs we had lost due to burnout these situations. So I'm mm-hmm. not going to read the whole entire narrative, but um, we have a case in Italy, a 49-year-old nurse. So uh, she had volunteered to work with patients on the newly converted COVID-19 ward at Gisello Hospital. Um, so a few days, be- now mind this is the beginning of COVID. A few days before her death, she was suffering from fever, uh, took a test for COVID-19. Um, they made her stay at work. Um, she lived alone. Um, and when she found her, her test result came back positive. Um, news at that time was spreading over Venice that um, the SARS, uh, you know, COVID, you know, this was, this was like a thing. It was like a thing. Um, the authorities did not reveal her test results and the hospital d- director, after they found her unalived in her apartment, uh, had released a statement expressing the deepest condolences. That one kind of gets me because... Yeah. That's the tough. second case um, was in England, um, and it was a King's College Hospital in London. An unnamed nurse in her 20s was found unresponsive in the ICU and could not be saved. There had been eight patients that she was taking care of that had died recently from COVID-19. Wow. Um, there had been her, there had been, um, she had discussed about the critical shortage of intensive care beds and the nurses. Um, at that time, half the population of the UK had already been infected. Nurses and doctors were working, uh, according to her, without risk, without personal PPE. And she also decided to end her life prematurely. Um, the third case that happened during that time uh, in 2020 was in Italy. Um, Daniela Trezzi, she was a 34-year-old Italian nurse working in the ICU in San Gerardo. Uh, and it was a badly affected area, like in the Lombardy region, like they got hit heavy with COVID. Um, she had been quarantined and she was distressed by what she was seeing at the hospital and voiced like depression about what she was seeing and that families couldn't visit people. And it was really wearing on her what was going mm-hmm. on. And um, she also exited early. The fourth case uh, comes to the United States, and I'm sure we all know about this one. It's William Coddington, and he's from where we're from. He's from South Florida, uh, and he took his own life following an overdose. Um, He had expressed concerns uh, in numerous text messages to friends and family about the rationing of the N95 masks during his shifts. We all know when the N95s got put in the cardboard box Mm -hmm. and we collected it the next shift. And it went back in the cardboard or box. Or locked in so the manager's that, office where you can't get them. 100%. Uh, he had, so, and here's what's really sad about this. He volunteered to work in the JFK coronavirus unit. And when his family asked him why he was doing this, he was like, this kills me. It's back to, you know, you know, Rosie the, you know, what's yeah. it called? Rosie the, Rosie the Riveter. Yes. You know, he's like, he's like, yeah. they need me. They need yeah. me. That giving, the giving. So yeah. here goes William. Uh, he felt he was needed in the front ourselves. line. 100%. He felt he was, uh, so this is in their words, he felt he was needed uh, and on the front line, but he was becoming increasingly fearful and traumatized. Also at this time, he starts struggling with isolation that Jessica yeah. just talked about and yeah. uh, an opioid addiction. Mm-hmm. Now, not here to judge, but it's the perfect recipe for addiction yeah. to brew. The perfect yeah, recipe. Right. Um, and the day before he um, ended his life, mind you, he was trying to work his program, but he was only able to work his program at that time through the virtual meetings. There were no more in-person AA and a meetings. He was only working the right. virtual program. And the day before he passed, um, one of his patients passed away and he felt things splash on his face, mm. i.e. fluids, body fluid. COVID, and essentially. The next day, <laughs> yeah, COVID essentially. And the next day, the fifth case uh, is in Mexico. A young nurse ended her life after she was uh, put in self-quarantine for a week with four of her colleagues. Um, she, this, her death followed her complaints to administration about the shortage of PPE the sixth case is a nurse from India on May 28th, and she was found, um, how do we say this? She was found, Obviously, okay. with a rope. By her own means, yes. Correct, with a yeah. rope, okay. Yeah. 
Um, and she took her life after her tested, tested in part for COVID-19 and after expressing to coworkers that she could no longer continue the pace she'd been continuing on the floor she was working on. Um, so those are just the COVID ones. Then yeah. we come to, and this, that, that, and that's just during COVID. Then we come to the one that we most recently know about the two, um, Odell. Mm-hmm. Um, and Michael then we Odell. have the LA nurse. Yep. Then we have the nurse, um, the nurse in um, California who, to my knowledge, still has not been named. I still don't have a name for this nurse, but um, who unalived himself on the ED floor after numerous, numerous months and months and months and months and months of expressing burnout. And then um, the most recent, um, Miss Tristan, Tristan, Tristan Kate Smith. I actually so just I wanna... received something. Sorry um, to cut you off. I no, uh, just received recently um, a message from a follower that had just become aware of Tristan's letter to my abuser and had just gotten done reading it and felt compelled to reach out to me because she said she almost was Tristan. Uh, Back in May of 2021, she was experiencing all of the burnout that we mentioned. Um, She was working all of the overtime, felt totally unheard, unseen, uh, and had gone so far as to have a plan in place to end her life. Oh, that's that's bad. And she said that um, if it wasn't for one aide that she worked with, um, she wouldn't still be here. But this aide somehow figured out that she had a plan. She must have really been paying attention uh, to the signs and put her on her own kind of informal suicide watch and checked in with her every day, multiple times a day, looked out for her. And uh, ultimately, this nurse ended up quitting, leaving that toxic job, and is now a traveler, and says that she owes everything to this, this CNA that she worked with. And I think that that's somebody that was recognizing it, recognize the signs. Yep. You know, to Tristan's letter, I don't know if any of us had a chance to read, but when speaking of um, Odell, I find what he wrote very similar and very sad at the same time. And so he wrote, I'm already feeling the emotional burnout. This is during COVID of caring for patients who, despite some being the sickest they've ever been, are unable to have their loved ones by them. And this was all on Facebook. What do you say to someone who is facing death and can't have their loved ones with them? I feel for them as deep as human empathy can allow. Yeah. But I fear, this is the pot. I fear the long-term effects this may have on every clinical worker navigating this pandemic and in these situations. Please don't think me selfish. I get that my level of suffering cannot compare to what these patients and their families are experiencing. But the fact is that I have an amazing support system and people who love me and tell me frequently that they do. I fear for those who do not. Um, and in January of that year. And there it is. You know what I will say? Like, I, you know, I think about like, you know, a lot of people say that a lot of the nurses that may have been like at the epitome of stress and seeing people die after die. But I often think about the the nurses that worked in long-term term care that had to see mm-hmm. these people that were used to their spouse being able to visit them. Yeah. That all of a sudden no longer could mm-hmm. could reach out and have that family member there to love them and maybe had to look at them through a glass window or look at them outside. Mm-hmm. Like that it takes a toll too. That disconnect that that emotional bond and love that you get from people um i mean it's sad enough to not be able to be there when your loved one is dying but you know even just that day-to-day stuff that people depend on like you're in a nursing home you're you're already sad you're having to have strangers take care of you and now all of a sudden mm-hmm. the the little bit of brightness in your day which was your family coming oh, to see you was taken away from you too is heartbreaking it's literally 
heartbreaking. That's hard to see. I mean, that is, yeah. is, is I think, rough. I think too, though, I don't want the listeners to get, to think that we, that this is just nurses was, yes, a portion of them happened during that time period. This wasn't just, oh, it happened during the pandemic and it's over. Oh, no, my no, burnout it's not happened over. before this COVID. This is active. This is Mine active. was before COVID, to be honest I had with one you. before but and one know. during. Yeah, the one, the one that I mentioned in the ER, that was before. And so, you know, I've said before publicly on TikTok, and I've told Erica this before, I, I know for myself, I refuse, refuse to become a tree. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I'm not gonna be a tree. I know exactly I'm what sorry. that means, yeah. and people may I'm not, not know what that and means. If, and if you're a nurse, you know what that means. I'm tell not them, going to tell be a them tree. what it means for those that don't know. Uh, so a tree means so as nurses, you know, and excuse my, you know, my foul mouth, but it's the only way to get there. Um, we're pissed on. That's our career. We're, we're paid to be pissed on. That's the job, literally and figuratively. Mm-hmm. And um, when events like this occur. Um, corporation administration's usual go-to is to plant a memorial tree for said nurse that is no longer with us, said sister in scrubs is no longer yeah. with us. Um, I know that me, Erica, Jessica, we ain't going to be trees. I am not, not going to be a tree. tree. If somebody and, plants uh, me as a tree, I'm going to come back and piss on it. I can tell you that. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm that's be the a, thing. I'm going to be You're a ghost and I'm going to come back and, yeah, but, f- I'm going to piss on I tree. What I want to say is, and I, and, and I think we're talking to all, and me specifically, I mean, how I'm feeling. I'm talking to right now, yes, the seasoned nurse, yes, people of our age group, but I'm talking to the new nurse. I'm talking to the young nurse who didn't experience the pandemic, okay? I'm talking to the young nurse that doesn't have her roots firmly planted, who administration loves to take advantage of. Because it's her first time hearing that be a team play. Uh, I'm talking to that nurse. It's okay. Becoming a nurse is hard work. We put a lot into it to, you know, to, to, to earn our initials. It's okay to walk away. Yeah, that's yeah, the takeaway. Okay. Somehow, some way, I promise you, and me and Erica get very frustrated with this, nurses who, you know, oh, I have to be anonymous and I can't report my bill. We all have bills. Yeah. We all have mortgages. We all have, we all have car payments. Yeah. We all we all have families, our own personal medical conditions. We all have that. It'll whether you're, you know, you're religious, not religious, somehow, some way the universe will provide. Okay. It's okay. I'd rather struggle and eat English muffins for a few months than end up a tree. You have yeah. to take care of yourself. That's the I'm bottom line. Tree. It, yes, it's the bottom okay line. to walk away. It and if that means not being a nurse temporarily or permanently, that's okay. I have a friend of mine and that okay is a younger. And it's okay to not be okay. Yeah. A Go friend ahead, of mine Erica. that's a younger nurse that reached out to me recently and she's like, I'm seriously considering quitting nursing altogether and going and being a bartender. And I'm like, Go. Because I Go could see that's okay. that she yeah. wasn't, you know, she wasn't doing great. Um, it's okay. Yes. We work our ass off to get this degree. We shouldn't have to leave the profession that we put so much blood, sweat, and tears into. But if you are at a point where you are exhibiting any of the symptoms, the manifestations of burnout that we mentioned, and if you think that maybe you might be on a bad path, it's okay to leave. It's okay to quit the job. It's okay to not give two weeks notice. It's okay to leave nursing entirely if it means that you're going to be okay. Amen to that. It's okay to not be okay, and it's okay to leave. And I'm hearing more and more from young nurses that are leaving nursing after a year, leaving nursing within the first year, because this is a hard time to come into nursing. It really is. Yeah. I mean, things are, 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 it, you know, nursing's always been tough, but this is an exceptionally this is, this rough is, time. This is exceptionally rough time. Yes. But this is, and you know, again, this is, this could be the Boston in me, you know, I love a good analogy, <laughs> but this is very like 
Salem witch hunt. Like it, it's, yes. it, it, it's almost insane. Like when I, when I see what's being done, it blows my mind, blows my mind. Like it's, it's a witch hunt and it's, it is. I've never seen nurses being crucified. You know, Erica said in one of her TikTok videos, um, I think it was from last year and you may have just reposted it as a memory. And you talked about how, um, during COVID, we were superheroes, mm-hmm. you know, Wonder Woman and all that kind of stuff. And healthcare the, you know, heroes. You know, healthcare didn't like that. But she Mm-mm. said something and, and it stuck and it stuck. And she said, but they played the long game. They did. Yep, they did. We're they, seeing the healthcare long game. organizations the long hated game. that we were getting paid more than ever before in the history of the profession that um that we were feeling empowered for the first time and that the entire world was kind of worshiping us as a healthcare hero they hated that but they couldn't say anything about it because it it was the height of covid and we were in fact healthcare heroes not that any of us want to be called that but they were like okay we'll we'll just wait we'll bide our time and wait until it dies down for the opportune moment and and they've done it beautifully unfortunately strategically And they have unfortunately succeeded in vilifying nurses in the public eye and public's perception of nurses. You know, you can't open a newspaper, turn on the news anymore without seeing some horrific thing that a nurse has supposedly done. It's everywhere. It's absolutely a witch hunt. As as we're speaking, I mean, this is what I say. It's every day. You could do this as I'm pulling up my phone as we're speaking. All you have to do is type in the word nurse. Go to the news section. Nurse fires legal action. Uh, nurse unqualified um, staff actions to be struck off. Uh, Capilani Medical Center nurses announced plans to strike. Um, Hawaii hospitals are full of head of possible nurse strike. Nurse charged with fentanyl diversion. Yeah. Uh, you could just any day. That's yeah. what it is. You know, every single day. And, and I'm so tired of hearing about, you know, this nursing shortage, nursing shortage. And what I said yesterday was, you know, the, the our era came in is leaving at a much faster rate than anyone anticipated and they say they want the eager young nurse you know the new nurse they want the people that didn't go through all this to come in who are a little bit naive and blind to it and they're going to end up being the next story or the next person we cover and I, I wish we could go back in time and reach out to people like Tristan and you say can. baby you can go you can go. I want to say I just did what you suggested. And the first, and I've only had 20 seconds to look. The first 10 things I've read are horrific articles mm-hmm. about nurses. It's almost there's never nothing day. positive. And no. tomorrow, there's going to be 10 even worse. Every um, single day. I just hope that people can recognize the signs and symptoms of burnout and just know that, you know, because you have a mortgage payment, that's not a reason to stay. Because you it's, know you it's have, okay to leave. It's, it's okay. okay. Watch out for each other. And, to- and it's okay if you if you are at all in doubt or fearful, just get out of there. Get out well, of there. Here's, here's a prime example, and, and some people are more visual. Raise your hand if you left the bedside and you're still okay. Yeah, me. Yeah, I, I'm. We're still I, okay. I mean, I, We're maybe. fine. That, I We're still I'm okay. okay. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's all it's all subjective. It's relative, no, but we're all still okay. So yeah. there's no re- there's no reason to you know force yourself to stay in this when and and I say all the time, you know, th- there needs to be a, a reset. I don't I don't know I don't know what the solution is, but I do know that when I go and visit the hospital and I see a 22 year old girl who is the charge nurse and still reeks mm-hmm. of NCLEX. <laughs> I, I just want to. Yeah. You're like you haven't even gotten off the computer, and you and you're you know like RN monogrammed I'm a, I'm, on everything. Yeah, I'm gonna say it right here. You know, we had a little private talk about this. It's like you and, and no shades to new nurses. I love you all. No, but we, we all we all did it. Away. They, we all did it. But they come in and they ha- and they have the Crocs with RN and their initials and they have the monogram back and they have the little trifold clipboard and it's monogram and the pens are all neat. But you know what? Every- I miss feeling that. And it's it's it's, it's know, nursing and nurse. stress that takes that away from well, you. Because yeah. they still smell like NCLEX. Of course they like that. But 
You're new when and you're. <laughs> why can't you're that excited stay? Why and proud? Because unfortunately, Jessica, nursing beats it out of you. It does. It and beats people it out go of you. into it like they're going to conquer it. And it's so sad. It should be that way. It is. I want to bring some levity to this situation. We didn't do the nurse problem of the week because we got carried away. But I problem want to give an week. enema do- problem of the week How's it away. Problem I have an enema I want to give away. And Erica is going to know exactly who I'm talking about. And I, I told have her today no I idea enema. who her enema award this is, is, but so I'm excited now. This is so petty and cheesy and, and is not serious it. at all. But I- wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Let me get my sip ready. Hold on. It, I love a Erica's petty gonna, enema of the week As soon as I say it, award. you're going to say... I'm getting my sip. To the people on Facebook named Nurse Life Community that keep spamming <laughs> every one of my comments for people to join nurse life community i give you an enema because every time Amen. i turn around and block somebody there was Amen. another nurse life community but yeah i'm saying that but at the same yep. time i'm joking i remember becoming an up-and-coming group or an up-and-coming somebody that's trying to get followers i remember i used to spam nurses they're spamming me the left and so, right so Oh my gosh, I can't. Who are these nurse life community? I, I almost think they? that it's like a bot or something because they're they're yes. all copying and pasting the exact same comment on all my comment sections. It doesn't it's stop. So annoying. It doesn't stop. Screw you, nurse life community on Facebook. Yes. Well, I, have, I gave up. I finally just gave up. <laughs> can we can, can we do can we do a double anima? Sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, wait. Can, We've can never we do a done a double anima before. Can we, this can is we do a suppository? Yeah, yeah. this so, is a suppository. Me, me and Erica had this conversation, and I have to say this out loud. And if, you, if you're girls that have been, uh, or, or gentlemen, God forbid, uh, who have been fans of ours for a while, and um, most of you say that you live in our comment section, because our comment sections can be very fun. We all have very fun comment sections. Um, <laughs> I want to give... I wanna give uh, um, I want to give a Ducalax suppository to... <laughs> oh, wait. What about the nurse that gave Tylenol instead of... Uh, Girl. Uh, re- she was supposed to give it rectal and give it PO. I want to give a rectal well, Tylenol PO. I would like to, I, I would like to, I'd like to give a Ducalax suppository to... And, and, wait, hold on. This is going to be good. I'm getting, I'm getting all ready. <laughs> I can't wait. I want to hear it. To the members of C-suite and administration who try to discreetly follow us and only oh. change maybe one letter of their name. <laughs> so for, and I'm, I'm just going to name locations. Um, HCA Healthcare, we've seen you. Mm-hmm. We, see we see you. They see um, you. you know, ORMC, you caught mm-hmm. the live, saw you too. Yeah. Uh, so to those administrative members who use their first names and just put the number seven, after it or the mm-hmm. number four we see you we appreciate the love your wow, fans what a, we what know a creative change they did wow i know and uh um, yeah so it, you know and we appreciate the support erica no, will just, we don't you know, we dm don't. her she will send you a fan package <laughs> autograph photo whatever you need That's it. we don't mind doing that it just blows my mind because i was saying to erica on the phone the other day i'm not one person in particular who we're not gonna name right now i called her up i'm like this woman just put her first name where her real and they're not even trying they're not even, they're trying, not even trying to, to remain and it's anonymous like, or it's discreet follow it's only following it's only following like one of us yeah. no posts brand new yeah. account just so, so we um you fans we know <laughs> we know yeah we know <laughs> So C-suite you know moles and, um, are spying on yeah, our, C-suite our stuff, well, basically. I told, I told Erica, too, and this had been said to me. So, you know, um, in most places right now, it's ACA survey. And um, I was told, and I said this to Erica, that a lot of um, these C-suite people follow us specifically because if we're not talking about them, then they're good. They're in the clear. <laughs> so they right. use us as the standard <laughs> to see if they okay. So if one of us is talking about them, they're in trouble. But if they if they don't True. see the, themselves mentioned, so I we're kind of a tool, maybe. 
it's a barometer to see to see how bad um or how good they're doing yeah or how bad they've hidden how well they, you know I'm just like I'm, yeah i'm just like thinking, a though, cucumber in the rectum oh geez i don't know where that came from sometimes well, you hide i enjoyed things, those just because you those, can uh, there's a lot of er of the week yeah. Yeah, oh, I thought you were saying you. En- I thought you were saying you enjoyed the cucumber Enjoy in the rectum. I did too. I, mean, I was like, "Wow, Erica, I, I know you are a freak like that." But hey, listen, I'm the one that you don't know. Just, I'm, I'm wow, the one drinking well, the patient that, satisfaction score. On, on the score. next nurses uncorked, Erica's going to go into her sexual history. Yeah, woo! Stay ooh. tuned, people. Well, right. Matthew, thank you, Masshole Maguido. Please follow Masshole Maguido on TikTok. Where can they um, find you? M- yeah, I think that's your main one, but well, where else? they can find me on TikTok because um, I am this time of year. I uh, do a cleanse, so right now that's the only place you're gonna look. I have removed Facebook from my life, um, and I and I it's better, it's the Masshole Maguido, right? The T H E M A S S H O L E M C G U I. Well, no wonder you guys like each other, the Nurse Erica and the Masshole Maguido. No, I'm. I love you. For 2024. I, I, I told Erica before, I'm going to become the Nurse Jessica Seitz just because I can. <laughs> Why not? Well, you should like, be, though. It's yeah. like the Nurse Erica, the Mass No, Amino, I hate the, I, the. I, I, I hate it. I've told that before. See, I, I, like had, the, I had I to like, add the, it. I like the the. Mm-mm. I like the the. It's pretentious. Well, stay though. tuned, Why? guys, you're, for you're the like next the, uh, you know? Nurses Uncorked, and we're going to have Mass Hole, the Mass Hole Maguido on again because I think it's just become like our our new special guest. I like the mascot. He's a, like he's a mask, fan favorite. You know? oh, yes. Thank yes. you. I and, love you, um, I honestly really enjoyed this episode. I wasn't sure exactly what we were doing when we came on, if it was just going to be healthcare violence, but the whole nurse burnout thing is such an important topic that mm-hmm. is, it, it, it goes beyond, um, I, I, we could Listen, do a whole nother podcast on this. Do honestly. what I do. Take yeah. a cruise. Take a cruise. I am. Book I'm going nice on a cruise cook. in April. She's dragging me with her. Which Erica's oh. coming. Well, see, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm aware. I, I, I would have loved to go, but that's my birthday. Damn. Well, we'll, we'll I'll be on a cruise, you. but it just I just won't have be that to cruise. add one last thing. If you are not watching our podcast on YouTube, um, first of all, you need to and yeah, subscribe you- to us on YouTube, but also yes. check out Mandatory. this week's because. Mandatory. Matthew's eyes right now are like magical. I don't know the lighting or something, but I have never seen your eyes be so pretty as they are right now. I think he's like like a Cullen. I'm scared. (laughs) Blood sucker. You want to know what's funny? I know we have. I know we're wrapping it up, but I always say to William too. If I was ever gonna do like the whole wedding thing, I want that whole Bella in the forest. That's what I want to do. You want to fly through the trees? No, can like you know, wood and uh, I mean I'm allergic to mosquitoes, so it might not work. But <laughs> alligators. <laughs> but anyway, right. but thank you, yeah. girls, for having me. I appreciate love you girls having me on. You're I love you welcome. too. We'll talk soon. Thank yes. you. A- anytime, like seriously. And now that you've got the technology figured out, um, you will help. Well, yeah. Well, make sure he helps <laughs> you next time too. Then. All I right. Will. Thank you guys. Sorry that I got to run. Bye, girls. Love Bye. y'all. Till next Wait, time we- on the next Nurses Uncorked. <laughs>